Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 177. Today, we're going to talk about mindset being everything. And I'm going to keep this short, sweet, and to the point because I'm a little fired up, (laughs) which is generally a good thing. But this topic has come up a bunch this week as people start to get into the racing portion of the year. And mindset is like at the top of the list when it comes to things that can take you down. So I want to kick things off by telling you a little story from the Tahoe 200 this year. I haven't talked about Tahoe too much, but I want to relay this like three or four hour period of time because I spent a lot of time watching and analyzing people coming off the trail and So I want to share that with you now. So at one point, Marty and Jocelyn and I drove about half an hour south to a road crossing, just a a random road crossing. It wasn't an aid station. It was just simply a place where Frank was going to drop off the trail, cross a major road, and then walk slash run through a parking area for a trailhead before he dove back into the woods and we wouldn't get to see him again for like another 20 miles. And Jocelyn had been texting with Frank when he reached the, I think it was the Housewife Hill aid station, the turnaround point on this first little leg of his journey. And there was some back and forth and we could sort of tell based on Frank's text messages that he was in a low place. And so when we, when we knew he had left the aid station, we piled into the car, me, Jocelyn, Marty, the dogs, we, we all drove down there and we camped out in this parking lot uh, waiting for Frank. And while we were waiting, we got the opportunity to see a lot of runners come through. So we had the tracking app open and we were monitoring Frank, but we were also able to look and see each of the individual, you know, the little bubbles with the numbers that were tracking on the Gaia map come through. And this was interesting for me because we got to see in real time how everyone was doing. Now, just for context, it was a hot day and what they faced in that first like 60 miles was pretty challenging from an elevation standpoint. There was lots of snow. I mean, these runners got beat up during these first 60 miles. And so Marty and I, you know, there we are in the dark with our headlamps on. We're standing sort of at this random parking lot edge, cheering people on. And many of them thought that we were actually race staff, that we were there specifically, you know, for the purposes of taking care of the runners. And in some way, shape or form, we were, I mean, we had a vested interest in making sure that nobody was hurt, but runners would come through and we would cheer them on. And some of them were were in good spirits. Let's just put it that way. They might not necessarily have been moving well, but their mindset was good. And then some people came through and it was sort of like, now I've never seen an episode of The Walking Dead, but I mean, when you say The Walking Dead, it conjures up a certain image in your mind. And we would get a chance albeit brief to talk with some of these runners and just, you know, say, Hey, how's it going? You're moving well. You know, that's one of those things that you say, even if the person isn't moving well, you say, looking good, moving good, keep going. And some of them, it registered. Some of them understood that even though they weren't necessarily moving well, that they were still in it, they were still in the fight and they weren't going to give up. And some of them had the complete opposite point of view. They were down for the count, 
physically, mentally, and emotionally. Many of them, you could see it on their faces. It just emanated from them. But this is the bigger point that I want to make here. The mindset that was behind what was presented on the surface physically is everything. And I was making a mental note of the runners who presented either positively, or I'm just going to say negatively, like, you know, these, the runners that were down in the dumps and the overwhelming majority of the runners that presented with uh, a good mindset, even though they knew they looked like shit, <laughs> like even the runners that could understand that they were, you know, in the thick of it, stuff was hurting, but they were still in the fight. They refused to give up. They were letting their positive mindset drive them. Those were the people that went on to finish the race. All right. So when I say that mindset is everything, you guys, it is everything. If you are struggling with this, I want you to really hear me because this has come up in the She Runs Ultras private membership group a couple times this week as many of the members get prepped for their upcoming races. Some are counting down the weeks, some are counting down the days until their races, and they're starting to experience what I call the freak out. Maybe you guys have experienced this. Basically, they're questioning why they signed up for the race in the first place. What are they doing? What have I quote unquote gotten myself into? What was I thinking? All the way down to, I'm never going to finish. I'm too slow. I'm not a good runner. I'm not a fast enough runner. I'm too inexperienced and on and on and on. And I want to just remind you to keep a real keen eye on your self-talk because Where your mind goes, your body follows. And you might not actually recognize this until it's too late. So the first clue as to where you're going to end up is the stuff that you say to yourself when you're by yourself on those long runs. I mean, maybe it's the stuff that you're saying openly to your running buddies or your friends or your family, people that are well acquainted with what you're doing. But be discerning. Listen to what you're saying, because this is the first clue that something is awry. And I don't know about you guys, but way back when I started paying attention to this, I would say shit to myself that I would never even dream of saying out loud, let alone to or about anyone else. I was so hard on myself. And if I'm being honest, I'm still really hard on myself, but I am much more aware of it now. And I nip it in the butt faster than I used to. I used to let myself just like, I think about it like shoots and ladders. I would just let myself climb up to the top of the chute, do all of the work. And then I would sabotage myself by letting myself slide down that chute of negative thinking all the way back to the beginning. I don't probably dating myself because I don't know how many of you guys have ever played chutes and ladders, but you know, there was that one slide on the board that sent you right back to the beginning. It seemed like for me that I would always roll the dice and hit that slide. And then I felt like every single time I was starting over and I was having to pull myself up by my bootstraps and start over again. And it's really hard to, you know, be the person who digs your own hole and then has to climb out of it yourself, right? It's total self-sabotage. So I want to give you three strategies that are going to help you to recalibrate your thinking and your overall mindset slash outlook, okay? So the first is finding a word, a phrase, a mantra that you can repeat to yourself. Now, 
I will also say that when this was first introduced to me, I thought it was super cheesy, very hokey, super cliche, but I'm here to tell you that it freaking works, you guys. I don't care what your word is. I don't care what your phrase is. I don't care what your mantra is. It just needs to be something that resonates with you, that is meaningful to you, and that helps you to refocus and recalibrate on what you need to be doing. It needs to be something that will pull you out of the funk, pull you out of the hole, and force you right back to where you should be going. Recalibrate to where you want to go. Um, One of the things that one of the members in the group in the She Runs Ultras group said was, I've got this. So simple, very basic, very, very effective. It doesn't need to be this long quote that you memorized from Benjamin Franklin or whoever, right? Like it just needs to be a word, a phrase, a mantra, something that is easy to remember, that is top of mind, that will help you to recalibrate, right? Sometimes for me, it's like focus, where is my focus? What should my focus be on? And if it's, if I'm currently focusing on something that isn't a priority or something that's going to pull me off my plan, then I need to focus on where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing, forget everything else. Okay. I don't care how hokey you think this is, how cheesy, how cliche it works. That is why it is thing number one on this list. So if you don't have a word, a phrase, or a mantra, get one. Okay. You don't have to share it with anybody, but you know, if the time is right, if the context is right, you could share it. This is one of the things that we're doing this week. Actually today, the day that this episode releases, we are sharing our words, our mantras, our phrases inside She Runs Ultras. So I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone's words, phrases, and mantras are. The second thing is to look back at the training that you've logged to this point. See how far you've come. And, you know, keep in mind, that's not nothing. I don't care if you're on week two of 20, if you're on week 18 of 20. You have done a lot of work to get yourself to the place that you're at. Be proud of those efforts because it's evidence that you can do this despite what you might be telling yourself about you can't, you're not capable, who do you think you are, all that bullshit, (laughs) okay? Because that's literally what that is. Be proud of the effort that you've put in thus far. I personally think that I get down on myself when I can't see a clear path to where I want to go or I can't accurately see just how far I've come And that's disorienting. If we can't place ourselves along the continuum from where we started to where we want to go, we feel disoriented. We feel out of joint. We feel um, like we don't know what the next step is. And when that happens, we get all sorts of conflicted about everything, right? We have sort of like this existential crisis. Where am I going? What am I doing next? What should I be doing? Who am I? All of that. When you can clearly see the steps that you need to take to where you want to go, that's what's going to make everything more like calm and clear and concise. So if you find yourself in that place, just pause, just hit pause for a second, whether that's literally like stop what you're doing, close your eyes and think about the training that you've logged to this point, or maybe it's just more of like, 
you know, a mental exercise, like you're just sort of running through the log of training while you're out running, or maybe when you're driving or whatever, think about how far you've come. Because again, it's not nothing. Like you didn't get here by accident. You, you had an idea, you set the goal, you signed up for the race, you actively started training. Like that's a lot of decisions and a lot of effort that most other people aren't making you guys. Most people will talk a big game about setting a goal and doing a race. You probably know some of these people. And then they push the race out repeatedly over and over again, because something comes up and they don't do it. More often than not, they allow that quote unquote, something to come up because they're scared, they're nervous, they're worried that they're going to have to confront their upper limits of what they're capable of. And that's just too scary. So you're on course if you are finding those upper limit problems, like feeling like you don't know what you're doing, you're second guessing yourself, all that jazz. That's actually something you want to lean into, not shy away from. All right. So calibrate yourself to the training that you've logged up to this point, see how far you've come and then lean into that because that is not nothing. And you should be proud of what you've accomplished thus far. And again, remember it's evidence that you can do this. All you have to do is just keep showing up every day. The third strategy that I want to give you to help recalibrate your thinking and your overall mindset is to spend some time visualizing and not just thinking about it, but really feeling it. Close your eyes, generate the environment and the sensation and the emotions that you're going to have when you cross the finish line of your race. Not just like how cool it will be for you to say, I've done an ultra, but like, what's it going to feel like deep in your bones? Seriously, because That feeling is what you want to tap into during those times when you're feeling lost and down and disoriented about your training. Maybe you're having, like I said, that existential crisis about everything. (laughs) It's like, not to be too dramatic, but sometimes I fall into that headspace too. It's like, why? Like you're questioning everything. But when you can ground yourself in that word or that mantra, and you can look at your training that you've done up to this point, and then you can sort of fast forward in your mind and feel deep in your bones what it's going to be like when you cross the finish line. And not only do you get to say that you've done an ultra, but that you can feel what that's going, like the tingling in your body, maybe the, like the tears welling up in your eyes. What are the faces of your family and friends going to look like? Maybe the hairs on your arms stand up like, yeah, you're exhausted, but like, you're so pumped. You're so proud of yourself because you just did something that you previously thought was impossible. Okay. So start to spend some time there because That's the feeling that you're going to want to tap into when you're feeling down. Okay. I just, I, I, I get so like worked up about this because it saddens me to see people talking about, you know, they've, they've come, they're like halfway through their training and they're ready to pull the plug because they just don't think they can do it. But the fact is that they have evidence that they can, because they've been training for the last 10 weeks and you're going to hit this spot. Maybe it's in the middle, maybe it's earlier, maybe it's later. It's different for everybody, but at some point during your training, you're going to hit this you're going to be in like uh, between a rock and a hard place and you're going to be questioning yourself. And this stuff is going to come up. And I'm a big proponent of 
talking about this stuff long before it ever shows up. Most people will shy away from this because they don't want to admit that it exists. They think if they just turn a blind eye to it, that it will never happen to them. And I'm here to tell you it's going to happen whether you think about it or not. So when you do think about it and you do plan and you feel into what that's going to be like ahead of time, you're going to be better prepared to handle it when it shows up. Otherwise, it's going to show up at the most inconvenient time and you're not going to know how to move through it and it's going to stall you out. It's going to paralyze you. It's going to keep you stuck. It's going to keep you pushing that race. It's going to have you quitting and you're just going to keep delaying what's inevitable. And that is that you're going to finish your race and maybe you want to delay it because that feels better than leaning into the challenge and the mindset and the uncomfortableness that you're feeling right now. But I can promise you it's much, much, much more fun if you lean into it and go through these three steps, find the word or phrase, look back at your training and visualize what it feels like to finish your race, because that's going to help you move forwards. That's what's going to help you decide, do I want to keep doing ultras or am I good with just this one? And either option is fine, but you have to decide. Part of the other reason I think this process is so valuable for people is because it helps you to see that either decision is okay. You just have to actively choose it. If you just wallow in the middle, then it's uncomfortable because you're not making progress and maybe you're backsliding, maybe you're not, but you don't have any direction. So listen, I just want to remind you, you can do this. Stop telling yourself you can't. Because if that's all you ever hear, if that's all you ever say to yourself, then that's what you're going to start to believe to your core. And that's where you'll end up. And it doesn't matter how much training you do physically, how many miles you log, how many strength workouts, how many mobility, how many shakedowns you do. If you keep telling yourself you can't, then you're right. You can't and you won't. And all of that training, all of that effort, all of that stuff will be for nothing. Because it's likely that even if you get over that, that you'll repeat this process the next time you sign up for another race, the next time you gear yourself up to go hard for an ultra again. So if you can't overcome this mindset obstacle, you're going to keep facing it over and over and over until you learn the lesson, right? There's some quote and I'm going to butcher it, but basically like life gives you the like challenges that like the lessons that you need to learn. And if you keep facing the same one, it's because you haven't learned it yet. You haven't figured out the strategy to overcome this particular set of challenges and obstacles. So listen, you can do this. All right. Whether you believe this on the surface, but not quite yet to your core, I believe in you and you have to believe hard. I did a whole episode about this. It's episode 90. The the episode is aptly titled Believe Hard. So if you need a little kick in the pants, a little motivation, go back and listen to that episode. And the second that you start catching yourself saying things to yourself or feeling down. Like if you're saying, why am I doing this? If you're second guessing yourself, what was I thinking? I can't do this. I don't deserve this. I'm not a good runner. I'm too slow for this. Do those three things. Find your word, review your training and visualize 
how awesome it's going to be to cross the finish line. Cause listen, here's, here's the thing, the medals, the t-shirts, even the pictures will come and go, but that visceral feeling that you get when you finish a race stays with you forever and no one can take it away from you. I believe in you. And from here on out, you believe in you too. And if you've got a running friend that you know is struggling right now with their mindset, consider sharing with them this episode, and then you guys can go through these steps together. Hey, you guys, real quick, one more thing that I wanted to add on to this episode, like a fourth step, if you will, is that if you don't have people around you that get what you're trying to do and why you want to do it, it's time to upgrade. I'm not saying ditch your friends and family, but I'm saying spend more time with the people that are going where you want to go. My private membership community, She Runs Ultras, is filled with kick-ass women just like yourself that are working towards all sorts of goals first 50k farthest race stage race you name it they're doing it doors are closed right now but you can get on the waitlist by going to www.sherunsultras.com all one word she runs ultras and when you land there you're going to add add your name to the waitlist and you'll be notified when doors are about to open and if you're listening in real time that's going to be right around late September. Coincidentally, that's also going to be when the next round of run your first 50 K my six week group coaching program happens. And that's going to be happening inside the membership. All right. That's all for this episode. You guys enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Thank you.